Welcome to the Etheric Update. I'm Dr. Katherine Craig, intuitive guide and transformation teacher here in learning, teaching, and growing with this community. For those of you who don't know me, my mission here on planet Earth is to help you connect to your divine self, your sacred soul, and your infinite spirit through grace, presence, and love. Today is our seventh episode of the Etheric Update for December 2022. And the themes that have emerged this month have really given us a year-end gift in grounding, presence, and setting the stage to make 2023 the best year yet. For those of you who are new listening in, how this works is each month I work with my team of guides to reach forward, around, and through the space-time continuum to bring you some insights for the month ahead. As they are delivered to me, I then lovingly gestate these themes and deliver them to you here in a way that will enable you to enact and enliven these themes in your life. That is, if the material is resonating with you. Remember, anytime we're working, you are always in choice. There is no one or right answer. This information is just a way to engage with yourself, your soul, your spirit, your body in new ways that may just open up your life to new possibilities. So just listen in, feel into what's being delivered, and then you can use your powerful mind and body to decide and discern what feels right and best for you. So with that said, we leave glorious autumnal metallic November and head into December which for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere will be marked by the winter solstice. November asked us to recognize our deep and weighted ancestral inheritance. And if you haven't listened to the November update, there was a lot of juicy stuff tied in there. So you can always go back. It's episode six. Um, But it really dove into all the alchemical gifts or abilities our ability to transform, translate and transform all the gifts that we bring into the world. So we are being asked to step away from our victimhood and into, for some of us, they'll be new, for many of us, old and ancient ways of being and connecting. We are being asked to recognize our divine sovereignty and our innate, infinite capacity to move and live in love. We often get so caught up in the polarity of the human world, of planet Earth, that we forget that our cosmic inheritance is to be one with source. Our divine inheritance is to be one with God. That means we are one with one another in the resonance and vibration of love. So as we are embodied here on Earth, as our divine soul and spirit guide and move us along this ever, ever strange path, the more we can acknowledge and recognize the pure existential absurdity of it all, the easier it will be to move out of polarity, which means when we move out of polarity, we're minimizing conflict energy, we minimize war energy, we minimize the energy of violence, disagreement, and disregard for one another. Now, I want to be very specific. This does not mean stuffing down. It does not mean repressing. This means allowing yourself to move in grounded, sovereign presence 
despite suffering, despite difficult circumstances, and despite any doubt, fear, or anxiety. So as we begin to move with more resilience, more sovereignty, more love, we allow for others to do the same. We allow the space to breathe. Now, for those of you who follow me, you might have noticed I have been awfully quiet this past month because, my guides, the world around us gifted me with a pretty nasty upper respiratory infection. And it's funny, this really, you can still hear it in my voice, but um, I had just been thinking probably right before this came on how sweet it would be. I've had, I've had kind of a wild year. I was thinking how sweet it would be to go away for a silent meditation and retreat sooner rather than later. And I was looking at the calendar trying to get this in. And then essentially I got what I asked for. It started out mild, but then it morphed into somewhat of a lingering cough and it required me to stay quiet, to stay in tune, to stay embodied and to really focus on myself. So if you've noticed I've been a little quiet, that's why I've been a little quiet. So this, my friends, is actually an example of our first theme this month, which is doing by not doing. So for those of you who know me from my acupuncture and Chinese medicine days, you'll have heard me talk about this concept, Wu Wei, or doing by not doing. For those scholarly listeners, who have an interest in reading more deeply, Alan Watts writes about this concept in beautifully articulated ways. So I'm sure you can find his books wherever you prefer to shop for books. So doing by not doing. Just take a moment and let that roll through your body. With my clients over the years, I've seen a number of coping patterns And it's reflected in how we are now starting to talk about the nervous system and its coping responses. And we've moved from fight or flight, and we've added in some of these coping mechanisms called freeze and fawn. And while there is an infinite number of stress responses and coping mechanisms, these four help us identify some areas where we tend to call home when we're under stress, some other areas we might flex into under different stress responses, and also starting to recognize how the people in our lives might be coping when they are under a stress response. So we need to understand that these coping and trauma responses are a response to polar stress, that when they are activated in us, we are feeding into the larger polarity of violence energy, whether we are victim or perpetrator. And when we talk about the victim or perpetrator archetypes, there's any number of archetypes and we all have uh, a certain number of innate and victim and perpetrator is something that's engendered in everybody's being and everyone's body. There are times in our lives where we're going to be victim and there are times in our lives where we're going to be perpetrator. It's the polarity of the world that we live in. So here is where the radical responsibility comes in. We oftentimes accomplish more in healing by not doing than by active activity. For example, my respiratory infection this month. If I had continued on my typical work pace, I would continue to have been sick for another month, another two months, or it have turned into a chronic viral infection. By pushing myself and wanting or needing to do more, I would have been damaging myself. I would have been damaging my business. I would have been damaging my relationships. Another example, 
um, is to look at Gandhi. So while he was not a perfect man, nor are any of us, his ability to lead peaceful resistance was a form of doing by not doing. He was able to rest in steady, peaceful presence in order to highlight the absurdity, the violence, and the unjust oppression that was his life's work. Doing by not doing. So this is where the healing comes in for your life. Meditation is a form of doing by not doing. It allows us to clear our minds and hearts, opening to new possibilities. Sleep and rest are a form of doing by not doing. They are a deep honoring of the body, mind, and spirit. Asking instead of telling. Being curious is a form of doing by not doing. When we are in relationship patterns that continue to perpetuate hurt or wounds in a loved one, know that we are often in a communication bind and often can't see the way out due to patterning in the nervous system. So when you feel someone shift or pull away, become curious rather than pushing, honoring spoken or unspoken boundaries, implicit or explicit boundaries. As the energetic veil has become thinner, we as humans, even within my lifetime, have become more sensitive to the energy around us, and more and more of us are learning to work with these forces in unspoken ways. Unfortunately, especially amongst those who are closest to us, there is often a trampling of these boundaries. This can be prevalent in adult relationships in which there is an extended history. It can be prevalent amongst parents and children, married or partnered couples or groups, and within other healing dynamics. Honoring of boundaries are not just for the person asking, requesting, or stating these boundaries, Boundaries are in service to the relationship. So within any relationship, whether it's with one person, two people, multiple people, there is yours, mine, and then ours. And ours is the relationship as its own entity and honoring the relationship as its own entity. I often see folks getting into adversarial relationships when in fact we should be working as team members to solve a relationship problem. And I'm sure we've heard this often. It's a matter of practicing and integrating it into our lives. So if this person laying the boundaries didn't want to preserve the relationship, they would tell you to get lost. But when a person lays boundaries, it is often a sign that there is an unspoken resentment or suffering in the relationship. And one or both parties may be either unconscious of it or ignorant to it. It may have to do with the other person, or it may be a patterning and a boundary layer that needs time and space to heal. So boundaries are in service to the relationship and must be honored, even when one person does not understand or feels they do not apply to them. Boundaries are a way of doing by not doing. It is a way of healing that person's suffering or relationship by setting up a reform by setting up a form of resistance in service to self. Resistance doesn't always have to be a fighting resistance. Resistance can be, uh, you know, this doesn't feel so good. I'm going to honor whatever discomfort is coming up until I have a better resonance, a better idea about what this resistance is. 
Now, I always give you all a mantra to activate the theme of the month that way. You know, if the practices are too much for you or you don't have time to integrate it into your daily life, a mantra is a quick and easy way if you find yourself, especially in a nervous system spin. And it's a way to uh, break some of the patterning that's happening. So our mantra for doing by not doing is I have strength in knowing all will be well no matter what. A couple other practices to break some of this nervous system spinning that can happen when we're constantly doing, doing, doing is to take time daily for yoga nidra. There's lots of great resources on YouTube or different apps. You can do it for 10 minutes. You can do it for an hour, whatever fits well into your schedule. This is especially good if meditation feels too difficult. So set aside 10 to 30 minutes for it and set aside an hour for it, whatever feels right and good for you. Another way to break this nervous system tension is by grounding in nature, spending time outside with your bare feet in the grass or in the beach or swimming in a lake, something to change your resonance, to change the vibratory accord away from all of the technology, the stressors, the responses, and allowing your nervous system to deeply relax. So heading into our second theme of the month, and I was really excited about this one. was cosmic delegation. I love this one coming down and I asked them why, I asked my guides why, why not just delegation? Why are you throwing cosmic in there? It's going to trigger some people. And they were very specific. The way we use cosmic today is not necessarily how it's always intended. We, we think about cosmic as, you know, the universe and aliens and stars and constellations. And yes, that's true. That's how we use it this day and age. But cosmic actually comes from the Greek cosmos, meaning order or orderly arrangement. So again, doing by not doing, we're thinking about the Tao, the way. I'm going to side note here. The Tao, the way. Nothing is, I'm going to get this wrong. Nothing is done and yet nothing is left undone. That again, we're changing and everything is happening around us, whether we are actively pushing or not. And by allowing grace and presence to enter our life and taking responsibility for all of those things, we can act from a different pace and a different energy in our nervous system than one of pushing, than one of stress. So back to cosmos, cosmic delegation. Cosmic coming from the Greek cosmos, meaning order or orderly arrangement. And it was later thought that Pythagoras and religious Christian writings, cosmos began to be applied to the earthly life, as in this world, as opposed to the afterlife. Now, I have often seen with clients over the years, because of their own wounding, their own patterns, their own stories, that we have a drive to control others through judgments, through wounding through seemingly good intentions, through manipulations. And these subtle manipulations sometimes come cloaked, as we said, in good intentions, or the desires for others to think the same way we do. And what is being asked of us in this directive, cosmic delegation, is to trust. Ooh, big deep breath with that one. Yes, to trust, to trust God, to trust source, to trust yourself, to trust others, to know what is best for them and their families. We've seen with the past couple of years, 
the diseases that have been spreading the political situations, everyone trying to push their idea of truth onto one another without regard to honoring the boundaries of those around us. When we use fear and love in the same conversation, the vibratory accord can be especially confusing to those around us, and yet it is incredibly common. This is where the cultivation of self and trust and faith come in. We cultivate our our reactivity and repressive tendencies so that we become more practiced in processing unconscious or subconscious emotional energy. And we must trust that others do the same without judgment, without wanting, without yearning for things to be different. We are all working at different paces. We're all working at different time frames. We're all working with different um, inputs that have informed our past traumas. And it would not be reasonable to put your expectations or capacity onto another whose capacity and skill set is different or divergent from yours. We recognize that the vibration of truth is love, that love, God, source, is the ultimate truth, and everything in between is suffering which needs to be held with responsibility. This is going to be difficult for so many of you listening because it is a moment of letting go and letting God. Say what you need to say. Don't repress yourself. That's never done anyone any favors. But move on the path that it is designed for your own unique soul, but also allowing others to do the same without fear of judgment, control, recrimination. This is an act of grace in relationship. So what this may look like in your life is trusting others in which you are in relationship. I see too often husbands and wives where trust has eroded and control, resentment, judgment lives instead. Now, I'm not saying it's easy to get out of this patterning, but recognizing it's a pattern and using your tools that we've been working with to create some space for a new possibility to arise. You may have to allow your children to fail or experience some suffering so that they learn the hard way and they integrate that learning and knowing. You may have to trust yourself that if you are not trying to control or arrange everything, that the world will continue to move forward to its highest potential. You have the opportunity with this to get to know the glorious people in your life in new ways, allowing the space for a fresh start, getting to know your family, your adult siblings, your adult children, parents as adults, as new folks to get to know and love. Cosmic delegation means allowing and honoring the path other people walk so you can walk yours with ease, grace, presence, and love. Now, the mantra for cosmic delegation, I love this one. I walk this earth arm in arm with my brothers and sisters in presence and love. So this is something that you can try saying to yourself or say it aloud when you're feeling triggered by somebody else's action and start to understand and see what may be informing your response, what may be informing their response, again, without judgment or fear attached to it. 
I was just reflecting on how amazing these are coming through for this month, because as January will get delivered and we'll set intentions for the year ahead, this process of co-creation that we are able to engender and enact with one another is so, so incredible. So on to our third, radical acceptance of the present. Now, speaking about presence, this is going to sound a little funny to some of you, but we have been conditioned to live on a linear time frame. Even with our round earth spinning and the massive amounts of integrated energy that's pouring into the earth um, from the beginning of time, the process as a collective of accessing and acknowledging multidimensionality continues to grow. So just a review, I know I've talked about this before, but for some of you who are listening in, the past is our collection. Our bodies store our past. They store our memories. They store our cellular memories. Our bodies are what we have thought, what we have eaten, what we have experienced. Our body is the way we have recreated the world as ourself. The body collects stresses, traumas, joys, and loves. Our past also informs our current behavior. This can be our past from this physical life, our past from past lives, our ancestral lineage. We talked last month about the weighted ancestral lineage that informs much of what we do today through our inheritance, through what's passed down into our cellular body. And our past informs our current behavior, especially the wounded and unhealed parts, because that's really our work in this life, is to heal these wounded and unhealed parts of ourself. Our future, just for the sake of this conversation, has two sides. It really has more than two sides, but just for understanding in this moment, it has two sides. It has a shadow expression, an unintegrated part of ourself, a sub or unconscious future potential, and then the conscious, intentional, creative future potential. And the future is where, excuse me, still have my little cough. The future is where it can get a bit tricky because we have individual potential, but then also collective timelines and potential. So we have the ability to co-create not only our individual life within our karmic parameters, but also the collective. Now, I want a big asterisk, big asterisk on this one. We are all in this world together. So move and act accordingly, keeping in mind our other themes this month. Cultivating the energetic ability and agility of knowing when to move and when not to move. When to act, when to hold back. When to heal past memories and when to move into the co-creation of the future. As we traverse this less than linear time-space continuum, we are in the present. This is where we are in this moment. When we meditate, we strive to clear the mind and build resilience to have clarity and love in each moment this is a practice but before we can practice we must radically accept 
the present moment for all of its imperfections. This means radical acceptance of your body just as it is. Radical acceptance of your home or living conditions just as they are. Radical acceptance of everything outside of your life that you are observing that is out of your control. That you judge or seek understanding. By accepting, we are not saying, this is what my future will look like. By accepting, we allow ourselves to witness what brought us to this moment and have clarity in building the future. So what this might look like in your life, this means taking radical responsibility for the parts of your life you are unhappy with. You may want to spend this month before the new year to identify the beautiful aspects of your current life, and then also the parts that are still painful and asking for healing. It may mean being honest with yourself about the state of your primary relationship or family. It may mean realizing that you hate your job, but you need it. You need it resource-wise, you need it financially, and you have to form a new perspective or relationship to it. It may mean that you are suffering financially or spiritually and have to ask for help from a loved one, a community organization, or a religious institution. Radical acceptance of the presence means we are not living in the past or future, but rather acknowledging, witnessing, integrating the past, and building the future with intention from our present moment. This might feel very loaded for some of you. So if it is, you know, reach out to me. I know so many of you follow me on Instagram. Send me a DM and we might be able to work with this um, a little bit more specifically for your situation. The mantra for radical acceptance of the presence is I take radical responsibility for my life and happiness. I take radical responsibility for my life and happiness. And you could even modify this. I take radical responsibility for my life and presence. I take radical responsibility for my life and love. I take radical responsibility for my life and knowing. See what feels good for you. None of these are set in stone. They're tools for you to work with. They're tools for you to resonate with. So I want to thank you and let you know as you begin to follow along with the etheric updates, we'll build and grow this energy with each other as a community. Our growth, our power, our knowing is only being amplified. And this is the beauty of healing and consciousness work. It ripples out in the most incredible ways that are really unimaginable. So with that, a big, big thanks for listening today. If you're interested in learning more, you can like, subscribe, leave a review, or a question for this podcast on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. To stay up to date on workshops, events, programs, the, bless, the best platform for that is my Instagram at Catherine Craig Etheric. So if our discussion moved or resonated with you, don't forget to share it with a friend so we can help everyone find their way to healing. And if you like this episode or have an experience you want to share, 
feel free to send me a DM, leave me a comment, and just knowing there is so much more to come. I cannot thank you enough for being with me on this courageous journey called life that we are all taking and see you next episode.